Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 49 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about creating a subscription service based on your customers' needs with Rachel Rohana. We get into a ton of great topics, and she gives us the behind the scenes of her business, including why she decided to offer her stock photos as a subscription, how she got started, and why she has chosen to do things the way she does. We also talk about how she balances customer feedback and the vision that she has when choosing the types of images to include and the bigger business decisions that she's making. We also talk a lot about how they do customer service and how her team helps her to really build a collaborative environment where they can all grow in their strengths and serve their customers to the best of their abilities. Rachel and her team are amazing because they put their customers first, and you can really hear that in this interview when she's talking about the decisions that they make, the things that they choose to shoot, and the way that they go about making decisions about the business and the way that they're going to approach everything that they do. We also talk briefly about her website redesign that came about recently and why she decided to bootstrap things at first so that she could get started. And so I'm really excited to let you guys hear this episode. There is so much in this and she really gives us the behind the scenes of the business and is open and honest about everything that I asked her. Rachel Rohana is a photographer and prop stylist who helps women entrepreneurs create visually stunning brands to attract their ideal clients. She founded Hotstock to make it easy and affordable for boss ladies to create gorgeous graphics that get clicks, likes, shares, and ultimately lead to more sales. Obsessed with gold, glitter, and all things pink, you can find her sipping a latte and scrolling through Instagram for inspiration. Meet Rachel and learn how to add instant glam to your brand at www.hotstock.co. I am a member of the Hotstock Library and I have been for quite some time. And so I encourage you, if you are looking for images to brighten up your Instagram account and your website, to check it out. It's one of the resources that I've talked a lot about on this podcast when I'm talking about images. I hope that you enjoy this episode and that you can learn a little bit about what it's like to run this type of business, but also get inspired by the way that she does customer service and really brings all of that feedback that she's getting into her business. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. So why don't you get started by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Sure. So I'm Rachel. I am the founder and creative director of Hotstock, which is a styled stock photography membership site for women business owners. I started Hotstock about three years ago because at the time I was trying to build out a sales page for an online course that I wanted to launch. And um, I actually just couldn't find any pretty feminine stock photos that I wanted to use that were affordable. So I started digging a little deeper and I saw lots of other women business owners who were asking the same question. You know, people were asking, where can I find good quality, beautiful photos, but you know, images that are going to speak to me and my audience of women entrepreneurs. So that was when I decided, you know, I'm going to start this business 
I wasn't a photographer or a stylist at the time, but I knew that there was a need in the market and I wanted to be the one who was going to fill it. So I just set off and I started teaching myself photography and styling, which was quite an adventure. (laughs) Before Hot Sock, though, I did run a graphic design business for three years. So I was lucky in that I already had some business experience before I launched you know, that really helped me out to sort of hit the ground running on the business side of things. I'm the mom of two boys, and they are actually the reason why I started a business in the first place. My oldest is seven now, but when he was a baby, I was just desperate to find a way to stay home with him and still have a career. And I had always wanted to start my own business. You know, I had dreamed about it for several years, but I just kept talking myself out of it because I felt, you know, so overwhelmed with taking that first step. But it came down to a point where it was either go back to work and put him in daycare full time, or just finally do this and start a business and figure it out along the way. And so thankfully, I you know took that route and I did start my business. And now I'm going into my sixth year as a creative business owner, which you know, in hindsight, it's pretty funny because, you know, I always thought I was going to go to law school and I was going to end up, you know, working my way up the corporate ladder. So it was quite a different route than I had originally envisioned for my life. But I'm super happy that I ended up taking it. And it's just been an, an amazing journey so far. Yeah, I love that you saw that need in the industry and you weren't afraid to pick up a camera and learn how to take photos and do all of this stuff and then actually turn it into a business. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, we learn things because we have to, but we're afraid to then say, oh, I'm actually really good at this. I want to help other people too. Yeah. I mean, I think that having the experience of running my graphic design business and I had taught myself graphic design as well. And just knowing that, you know, I can learn what I need to learn. I can put in the hours and the time to, you know, get to the point where I'm going to be good at it. That gave me the confidence to just go forward and say, you know, I don't know anything about photography, but that doesn't mean that I can't learn how to do it. So it was a a good foundation to start off with. All right. So you talked about sort of how you got started in doing photography and having stock photos, but why did you decide on doing it as a subscription-based service? Um, You know, it's really interesting. Right off the bat, I knew that I wanted to offer my stock photos as part of a subscription service. As I was getting the idea for this, I started looking around in the market and, you know, I saw that there were others who were offering feminine styled stock photos, but they were all being sold individually. No one was offering a membership. And so I thought to myself, you know, there's a lot of these larger photo services that have memberships, but they're really not affordable for most solopreneurs. And they don't really have the types of images that many women business owners would want to use. And so there wasn't anything in the market at the time that combined the styled stock photography with a membership service. So I decided, you know what, this is the perfect way for me to get into the market. Yeah. And I love that, you know, every time you put out a new collection, people can use it if it fits. And if not, there's always something new coming out. So you never feel like, you know, there isn't something you can use in there that you're being a member of this and you're not getting anything out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's something that we are very conscious of as well. Like we want to make sure that we're giving our members the most value. And so what we've started doing even, you know, very recently, we always released at least two collections a month. Now we're releasing a new collection every week. And part of the reason for that is we're releasing smaller collections on a weekly basis because just exactly what you said, that way 
We know that our members are getting tons of fresh content every month. They're getting four or five new collections on a monthly basis. And then they have the option of picking and choosing the images that work the best for their brand. Beyond the fact that there's already about 2,000 images in the library, every single week new images are being added. And so we really want there to be a lot of value in the membership. And we want people to have the option of choosing the best possible images for their brand and not just say, you know, oh, I have these stock photos. I might as well use them. We we want them to be excited about, hey, I found like the perfect images for my brand. And so that's why we're constantly creating fresh new content as well. So I've seen some people who have a subscription library and they sell images individually. Why have you decided not to do that? Um, you know what, it was something that I thought about a lot in the beginning. And I decided that a I really just wanted to focus on building this membership model. Because first of all, from a customer perspective, I knew that my ideal customers needed and wanted a lot of visual content. You know, we are just faced with this constant need for visuals, right? Like it's not enough to just have a website anymore. We need to have a social media presence. And even if you're only on one platform, that still usually means that you're posting on a daily basis. And so there's this need for high quality imagery and a membership model, you know, where our customers could have access to like hundreds or thousands of images without the cost of having to purchase them individually just made a lot of sense to me. And I also really liked the fact that they would have one place where they could go to find stock photos because that was going to save them a lot of time. So it seemed like a great solution to have this membership model. And from a business perspective, you know, I was just really excited about how having a membership model would allow me to scale the business. And, you know, I liked the idea of being able to have recurring revenue and just building a community of repeat customers. You know, I liked also just knowing that I was going to be consistently creating new content, you know, which I think if you are going to run a subscription or a membership service, it's one of the biggest things that you have to ask yourself. You know, you have to ask yourself, you know, am I willing to be continually updating it and creating fresh new content? And, you know, is that something that you can do that's going to fit into the lifestyle that you want for yourself? But for me, the answer was yes. I love the challenge of creating new collections. And so, you know, it fit into what I wanted to create. But yeah, that's kind of a long-winded answer to your question. I just saw the membership model as fitting so much better for our customers and fitting so much better for me. And it just seemed like the perfect solution. How do you decide what types of images to include in the library? Um, That's a really good question. I think that I'm influenced by several different things. I mean, first, and, you know, most importantly, by listening to our customers, you know, they drive a lot of what we create. When I first started out, I thought I'm only going to shoot flat lays, I'm only going to do style desktops, I'm not going to do any kind of lifestyle images or use models or anything like that. And then I started getting requests for those things. And I started saying, okay, well, I have to start including these. And and they've ended up being some of my favorite things to shoot. So I always try and let our customers, you know, drive the decisions that we're making in terms of what types of images, what types of themes and color palettes that we are, you know, shooting and creating and bringing to the library. And then, you know, also I'm just inspired by the seasons or colors and color trends, fashion, 
you know, I keep an eye on like what is popular, what's coming up, what are people posting on social media that's getting a lot of attention and, you know, how can we put our own spin on it and create stock photos from that that are going to be different and fresh and that are going to work for our customers. So it's kind of a combination of listening to our customers and what they want, but then also just taking some time to like look at fashion magazines and see what's coming up in terms of trends and color palettes and things like that. So how do you get that feedback from your customers? You know, you gave a couple of examples of things you've added, but what has that really affected in the way that you shoot and what you're adding? For us, we're lucky because I think we constantly receive feedback from our customers. We do it in a few different ways. We do conduct a couple of bigger surveys, you know, a couple times a year just to help us plan our photo shoot content and colors for the following months. And, you know, we ask very specific questions like what colors do you want to see? What types of images do you want to see? How are you using the images? And so based on the answers of our members, then we know what types of themes that we need to create, what types of color schemes are going to be more popular and things like that. We also have an exit survey. So we will email any of our members who have canceled and we'll ask them, you know, why are you canceling? How was your experience? Do you have any recommendations? You know, of course, not everyone is going to answer those emails, but the ones that do provide a lot of insight as to how we can improve or diversify our stock photo offerings. And then we also just receive a lot of emails from our customers. You know, when we send out an email about a new collection uh, to our customers or even to just our free image like newsletter subscribers. We get a lot of emails back with ideas, suggestions and things like that. We keep an eye on, you know, what are people really excited about and how can we create more of that or what are people suggesting that's missing? We actually have a document that's just filled with customer suggestions and we come back to those things, you know, periodically when we're planning out our photo shoots. And also just like social media, you know, on Instagram, we will post a photo, we'll ask questions, we'll just ask people, you know, what what do you want to see? What's missing? You know, what can we create for you? And then also just keeping an eye on like, what are people most excited about? I think there's many ways that you can be in contact with your customers and really keep a, a good pulse on, on what it is that they want to need. Okay, so then you get all these requests, how do you balance what your customers and clients are kind of telling you that they want with the vision that you have and that you know will move your business forward? Um, You know what? It's definitely a balancing act between what I want to create and what our customers want. You know, sometimes those two things converge, but it doesn't all the time. And so, you know, we approach like creating a new collection. I always ask myself, what types of images are our customers going to get the most use out of? Because I want to make sure that we do create those. And then I typically leave some time at the end of our shoot, which will allow us to get more like creative type shots. And a lot of times I don't necessarily know exactly what I want to shoot, you know, in our kind of more creative time. And I'll just like play around with props and move things around and, you know, try different things and just have a little bit of fun with it. So, you know, sometimes those shots are going to end up in the membership site and some of them don't, but try to leave a little bit of space for creativity so that it doesn't feel like, you know, it's just some kind of machine that we're operating and and just cranking out stock photos. That's definitely not what we want to do. And it's not like the culture of our business. So, you know, although we know that there are specific types of shots and themes and colors that our customers are going to want more of, and we always try to create those, then we leave space in our photo shoot schedule for things that are more creative or trying out new color ways that maybe, you know, we haven't done before or new themes that we haven't done. So, you know, it, it is a bit of a balance. And 
I think that as a team, uh, we always try to push ourselves to get creative and do things a little differently than we've done before. I think that's why, you know, the images in the library just keep getting better and better because we are constantly asking ourselves, like, how can we make this fresh? How can we make this better? How can we make it, you know, more exciting and more relevant? Because, you know, we always want to give our members the best quality. So, you know, I think it's kind of a fine line between giving them what they want, but also giving them images that they don't even know that they want yet. Right. So can you walk us through like how a photo shoot comes together and what that looks like on the day of and sort of all of the stuff that goes into that? Sure. There's actually quite a lot of planning involved in our photo shoots. When I first started out, you know, it was just me. So it was really just very much like, oh, I found some pretty props. I'm going to take some pictures of them. Uh, Now it has definitely evolved into more of a production. We have a production manager who helps me with the shoots. And so what we do is we have a creative meeting every month. And we sit down and talk about what do we want to shoot for the following month or two. And we plan out all of our shoots. They kind of start off usually with like a a general theme or a mood or a color scheme that we're thinking of. And from that, you know, we create a creative brief with some more ideas. We usually have Pinterest boards for each of our shoots to collect inspiration, mostly on getting really clear on like the colors and the textures and and the types of props that we want to use. And so from that Pinterest board, we'll go and create a prop list. So what are all the props that we need to buy for the shoot? And also what props do we already have that we can reuse? And then we shop for props. And once we have the props and everything is sort of ready to go, the shoot date has already been scheduled. So we know when everything we need everything by. And then we shoot and the shoot days. uh, Now what we've started doing is we have started creating a shot list. And so we know the various types of images that we want to create. For the most part, like I said, we always leave a little bit of time at the end just to play around. But that way we know we're getting the images that our customers most need and want first. So on our shoot days, we basically have a schedule and we say, okay, we know we want to do flat lays for an hour. Then we want to do styled desktops for an hour. We want to do mock-ups and we actually try and, you know, stick to a pretty strict, I don't want to say strict, a schedule, a schedule. It never actually works out exactly how we want it to, but you know, we, we stick to a schedule so that we can get what we need. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it is quite a production now just because we are releasing new collections every week. Every collection is a little bit different than the last. And so we're not like recreating the same photo in five different colors or something like that. We're always trying to create something new. So it does take some planning and some prep work ahead of time to make sure that we have the props that we need, the backgrounds that we need. If we need models, you know, that needs to be arranged. Yeah, but it's, you know, getting to be a pretty well-oiled machine where because we have the systems in place, it's more fun and more creative at this point, you know, than it was when we were sort of still growing and figuring it out. And how do we create this much content and, and still, you know, allow me to focus on building a business. And so there's always that piece there as well. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. 
And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my-toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my-toolbox. I love that you are letting the schedule and sort of the plan give you space for the creativity and the fun. So you're taking that process that you guys have worked on and sort of built over time and you're giving yourself space through that to do these images that are might be a little more creative or you might not have planned for. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm generally not a very structured planned person. And so that worked okay when I was by myself in the business. But now that I have more of a team and, you know, there are a lot of moving parts and we have more of a robust production schedule, it just became very apparent that we needed to have a process and a system. And I am loving it now. And and it just feels great knowing you know, there are specific days of the week that we're shooting and the other days I'm free to focus on the business side of things, you know, really batching, I guess, has really helped us to A, be able to create the amount of content that we're creating and B, not feel like super overwhelmed with it all. Yeah. So one of the things I've noticed lately as your photos have come out is that you're doing a lot of collaborations, whether it's with a space that you go and shoot in or with people's products that they give to you. So how did those come about and how are you building those collaborations? Um, You know, we've been really lucky. So most of the collaborations that we've done in terms of products, I think actually all of them have been members of ours who have said, we love the membership and we have these products. Would you be interested in working with us to create a collection? And again, a lot of it has come out of a need for specific types of photos. So we've done some collaborations with Printed Mint and some collaborations with Hello World Paper Co. who they work with makers and product creators and they got in touch with me and said, you know, there's just not enough stock photography for this group of people. There's not enough mock-ups. There's not enough types of images that, you know, somebody who's selling on Etsy would want to use, you know, and just having those conversations and saying, you know, what can we create that's going to help product makers? How can we create better stock photos that are more useful to them? That's sort of where it, it came out of it. You know, it didn't really start as like, hey, let's send you these products. It started more of a conversation of here's what we think is missing. Like, do you think you could create it? And then it just sort of developed into a relationship. And we decided, yes, send us some products, tell us what photos are going to be the most helpful to you and your customers. And, you know, let's go from there. So it's just been really great. I love collaborating with our members. And um, even, you know, a lot of the collections that we've shot, you know, the mompreneur collection, for example, that was because we had a lot of members saying, hey, like, we are looking for stylish images of mom working at home and things like that. And they're just not out there. Can you create something? So like I said, we're always listening and trying to create what our customers want. You do all of this. You create what your customers want. How does the customer service side of this all work? 
Do you have to work on keeping people in the membership, making sure that everything gets paid? What does that look like? Um, You know, with a membership service, there's definitely the side of things in terms of keeping your customers. So a lot of people in business will focus on getting new customers. That's kind of the one of the key metrics is thinking about like, how many new customers do I have? But when you're running a membership site, yes, you obviously want to get new customers, but you want to be also focusing on, am I keeping my current customers, which is just as important. And so, you know, there's definitely that side of things that we are always keeping an eye on in terms of how many people are canceling. And if they are canceling, what are the reasons why they're canceling? For us, customer service is obviously a super high priority. And We just kind of keep it simple. We always ask ourselves, if I were in this situation, how would I want it to be resolved? We try to put ourselves in our customer's shoes and always make sure that we're thinking about our customers as people, uh, not as numbers. And, you know, it's kind of easy as a business grows. You're sort of looking at numbers and then all of a sudden you're taking that personal aspect out of things. And we never want to do that. We're always trying to focus on the fact that Every single customer is a person with a business. And I think, you know, myself and the team, we definitely put a lot of emphasis on that. And I think it shows, you know, when we've been able to build such an amazing community of loyal customers that has helped us to grow the business to this point. And so I think that customer service, your clients, your customers, they always have to be the number one priority and just putting them first in the, you know, in the sense that you're always asking yourself, how can I create the products or the services that they need the most? And how do I best deliver it to them? How do I make sure that their experience with my company is a great one? Yeah. And I love that you guys try to make it sort of as simple as possible. The things you can do to the images, the way you can use them are really simple. It's laid out. When I had a question about using one of your images for my podcast cover, you know, I just sent an email and I got an answer back really quickly that made it very easy for me to do what I wanted to do and to know what I could and couldn't use these images for. Yeah. I mean, I think it's super important. It's one of our biggest things too. Like we want to make our customers' lives, our members' lives easier. Like that is the whole reason why we exist. And so we want to make sure that downloading is easy. We want to make sure that finding the right image is easy. We want to make sure that, you know, knowing how to use the images is easy. We've spent a lot of time figuring out how we can best do that and created tutorials. We've got a lot of videos on YouTube showing our members how to use the images, how to get creative with using stock photos so that they look unique. That's been a lot of fun to create. And, you know, that has all also been based on feedback and the questions that we've gotten in terms of, you know, how do I customize a photo? How do I crop a photo? How do I do this? And so those types of emails that we get, we start making them into tutorial videos and try to help our customers and our our members just have the tools that they need to make sure that they're getting the most out of their membership. And I love that you guys have, you know, that file of sort of customer feedback and questions so that when you have to create content or you're looking for how do I find these their pain points, how do I talk to them, you have all of that right there. And I think a lot of us could do better at that or just having a file that tells us, okay, this is what the people that I want to work with need. This is what they're saying. This is the feedback they're giving me. So that's all in one place and it's really easy to access and to build your business off of. Yeah, exactly. I think that 
our most important job as a business owner is to figure out what our customers want and give it to them to the best of our ability. And so it's really important to have those conversations and not just, you know, with a survey. I think that you can just get so much more deeper with just, you know, sending out an email and saying, hey, like, how's it going? We've actually just started recently also just sending a personalized email to our members who sign up and saying, hey, we're here to help you. And it's not sent in MailChimp or anything. It's an actual email that goes out from one of our team members. And it's, how can we help you? Do you need some help finding stock photos? Do you want us to help you find stock photos that are going to work for your brand? Like send us your color palette and we'll help you find the right photos. So we want to make sure that our members are really getting the best experience and getting the most value. Yeah. And the personal side of that email, like you're not sending it through MailChimp. It's not an automatic thing. It's something you guys are actually doing. And then you're going and answering it. So you get their question, you actually answer it. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know, I think there's been so much talk about automating and systematizing and, you know, building all these backend systems and creating this like beautifully automated business on the back end, which is great and which is very important. But we should never forget that these are actually people, you know, that we're serving. And so having that personal touch, responding to customer emails and all of that is super, super important. So you mentioned a couple of times that you have a team. So can you just give us a brief overview of what that looks like and maybe how you started building a team for your business? Yeah. So I, I ran Hotstock by myself for almost the, the first year um, entirely by myself. I didn't have a team. I was just shooting, doing all the business side of things on my own. And then, you know, I started realizing this is very <laughs> time consuming and I'm not being able to really create the types of photos that I want because I'm confined with like space and time and, and just being by myself. And so the first person that I actually hired was our production manager. She's a contractor. She works um, however many hours we need that month, depending on what we're shooting. But she takes a lot off my plate in terms of the planning of the photo shoots. So she does a lot of the prop shopping. Um, she will create the Pinterest boards and the shot lists and things like that. So a lot of that now has been shifted to her, which has taken a lot off my plate because I still style and photograph for the most part. She has started now styling with me, which is great. But for the most part, I'm still styling, photographing and editing all the photos. <laughs> so uh, that's been really nice. And then um, as the business grew, you know, I actually hired uh, someone for admin work. And now she's the membership coordinator as well. And so uh, that's like our core team right there, just the three of us. And then uh, we've got other contractors who do other things such as like graphic design. We work with Patricia from Fancy Girl Design Studio. She creates all of our graphics packs. So, you know, we've got a small but very efficient team. We always love learning about teams and how you've grown them. So thanks for sharing that. I love that you sort of found people who fit what you needed, but you've let them grow into the things that they're good at and the roles that they want to fill. And so you got what you need on your team, but you can also have them grow and support them as they do that. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been really interesting. And I never, you know, when I first started out, I just never envisioned having a team, I always thought I would be a solopreneur and that I wouldn't have an office space. I'd always work from home. And now all of that has changed. We've got a studio, we've got office space, we've got our team. It's just been a very interesting journey and experience 
you know, even just learning how to lead a team and give people what they need in order to do the best that they possibly can. It's definitely something that I'm still learning. But I think that for us, like all the personalities on our team, they all jive really well together. We all have a lot of fun. And, you know, everybody is really very responsible for their thing. And I can, you know, take that step back now and and sort of drive the creative process and focus on the business, bigger business picture, which is really a great place and where I've ultimately been wanting to be. So, All right. So as a website designer, I'm always interested in people's websites. And you guys recently redesigned yours and the way that customers access their images. So I'd love to know what led you to make those decisions and how all of that went. Well, when I first started Hotstock, I didn't have any money to invest in it. You know, I was really just starting out from scratch and just hoping that the whole idea would work out. So um, I didn't want to spend money up front to design a website or to have somebody design a website, you know, <laughs> and because I felt like, A, I don't have the money to spend at this point. B, I didn't want the website development to just hold me back or push back my launch date. And so I said to myself, you know, I'm going to build this on my own. I'm going to figure out how to add the membership stuff that I need on the back end. And then I'm going to keep it as simple and as cost effective as possible with the idea that as the business grows, then I'm going to invest in something that is more robust. And so after about two years of running Hotstock, I knew that it was the right time to invest in a custom-built site. And I needed something that was going to give me a more sophisticated backend with regard to managing the membership side of things. But I also really, really wanted something that was going to be more user-friendly and that was going to allow our members to find images faster and just have like an overall amazing experience. So it just came to the point where I knew like this is the time, the business is growing. I know that I've got a solid business right now. And so I need to invest in having a custom website built. Um, so I did hire a developer. You know, it was a big investment in time and money. And it was a huge leap of faith for me because I was just so used to doing everything myself and having the control. But I knew that there was no way that I could build what I needed, um, like not even close. Right? <laughs> so I was like, I need professional help. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it was just the logical next step. And I'm really glad that I did it. I'm super proud of the website that we created. And, you know, again, we've been listening to our members' feedback and we're actually already working on version two. That's going to make it even better. So Awesome. And I have used the search feature on the new membership site a ton. I'm like always going in and just looking for like one specific thing. And it's so much easier than going through and looking through everything to find it. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. And that's exactly, you know, what we were hoping for. And I think there's nothing wrong with just starting where you're at and doing what you can. You know, I think that if I had have jumped in and said, oh, you know, I need to hire a developer and get this website built at the very beginning, I would have talked myself out of even doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to just take that first step. And there's nothing wrong with just doing what's simple and easy and, you know, sufficient as long as it's covering the basis of what you need. And then just knowing that as the business grows, then you can invest in, in getting a better website or a more sophisticated website if that's what you need. So, you know, I think that it worked out well for us. There was definitely some growing pains um, with switching completely over to a new system. 
but I think we tried to make it as smooth as possible for our members. And we're, you know, loving having the new features that we do have on the back end as well. All right. So can you give me an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Um, You know what? I think that my number one priority in business has always been to serve my customers well. And I've never taken my focus off of that. You know, I've always tried to put my customers first. And I've always tried to ask myself, what can I create that is going to give them exactly what they need and give it to them in the best possible way. And so that has been the driver of my business. It was the driver of my graphic design business and how I grew that. I was always you know, taking customer requests and doing custom work that would lead to a new knowledge and skill sets for me. And that was... You know, I really brought that into hot stock as well as just listen to your customers, know what they want, and don't fall into the trap of thinking that you know what they want because it might not necessarily be the case. Really ask questions and get into conversations with people and find out what it is that they need and figure out, you know, new and interesting ways to give it to them. Um, And I just think, you know, always treating your customers as people, treat them how you would want to be treated has just been our way of doing things. And I think it's working for us. We love the community that we've built up and we love like seeing how our members are using images and how they're, you know, completely revamping their websites or their social media using our images. It's just like the greatest feeling in the world to know that we're creating a product that's impacting so many women's lives and is allowing them to go out and build their dream businesses. It's pretty amazing. Okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Um, You know what I'm actually really loving right now is just not working as much. As long as I can remember, you know, it's just been so crazy just working so many hours, working at night when my kids were sleeping, working on the weekends, just getting my business up and running. And I feel like now we're in a really good groove and I've been able to cut back on my work hours. I've actually have set, you know, work hours now. I have an office outside of my home. Um, which has like cut down on a lot of stress and allowed me to just enjoy my time with my family so much more. So I would say that's like the biggest thing I'm excited about right now and that I'm loving. All right. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? You know, hot stock is just always keeps me excited because we've got like so many new photo shoots planned. We've got some new projects that we're working on. It's a pretty cool business in that I feel like myself and my team, we just get to be so creative and it just allows us to like feel excited for like everything that's coming up (laughs) because, you know, we've got like all these cool colors that we're, you know, working on for the spring right now. That's going to be really fun. And so I just feel, you know, I feel really lucky that I've got this creative business that is always challenging me and that has also like connected me to so many women around the world and that I've been able to build this team, you know, that is working alongside me. It's pretty easy to get up on Monday mornings. So I think that's a really good measure for success and for, you know, having a business that you love. So I'm excited for new collections. I'm excited for version two of the website with some pretty awesome changes coming up and uh, just overall excitable. (laughs) All right. So my last thing is where can people find you online? Um, People can find the website at hotstock.co. So it's H-A-U-T-E-S-T-O-C-K.co. 
And um, on Instagram, you can find us at hotstockco or my personal Instagram, Rachel Ruhana. So it's R-A-C-H-E-L-R-O-U-H-A-N-A. And I love hanging out on Instagram. It's my preferred social media platform. So if you like to see like behind the scenes or like what's coming up with hot stock, things like that, that's where you'll find it. We've been trying to do a lot more stories and show people, you know, what's coming up and a little bit more of our, our workflow and our process. So it's been pretty fun. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited for this episode and I'm excited for people to go and check out the photo library and just see what is in there. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 